Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Well, here we are. We've just spoke, we've just had an episode about Thor, Love and Thunder, but an episode isn't enough to contain all we wanted to talk about. That's correct. Our guest, Sean, the author is dumb. Sean <laughs> the guy from The Author is Dumb. And also a whole series of books that you have on. I looked up the list on Goodreads. There's actually more books than I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us, Sean. Thank you for having me again, guys. Tell me if I've got this list right. I've got Endless Cycle. Mm -hmm. Don't Look the Bastards in the Eye. Yep. A Few Bastards More. Yep. Disintegration. Uh, there's a book that comes before that. It's I called your. Because so, Disintegration says Bastards Book Four, but I, on the list I couldn't see the third this, one. This sounds a lot like a series. It does it? <laughs> four of Bastards books. Um, yeah. So the third book's called Your Brother Is uh, uh, Your Brother Is Autistic and Other Letters from a Bastard. <laughs> Beautiful. I didn't know about all of these. Uh, and then of course there's um, there's Dirt Cheap Guide to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Didn't know about that. Um, which I need to know a little bit more about. And then most recently, the, the, the thing that we've talked about is that you've been doing this Substack um, mm-hmm. thing where you you basically you're writing a book chapter by chapter and inviting people to follow on the journey. It's like unedited. It goes up. You read it as it's unfolding. Mm-hmm. And it's finished. The book now, 36-odd chapters, something yeah. like that. About that, 44,000-odd words. 44,000 words. And between that, also, the stuff that I, some of the stuff I took a lot of value from was just your thoughts on writing and the process of writing that you were releasing between yeah. the chapters. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Before we go any further, I just want to ask all of these titles that you've just said, where can we find them and, you know, how do we download? Where, where are they available? Just because historically people tune out after a minute or two of our get it in early. Get so in I just early. want to get in early yeah. where where people go to to see your stuff. Amazon. Your stuff. Just Amazon. just go to Amazon. If you were in Perth, I would send you to the wonderful Crow Books in East Vic Park. Park yeah. Or to Planet Books, which is now in Northbridge. But for all other people. Those sensible ones who don't live in Perth just go to Amazon. <laughs> so they are they hard copies in Perth and yep. soft copies in on Amazon. Well, you can get hard copies from Amazon ah, great. as well as. Isn't Crow Books just like one of the best bookstores? It is. It's absolutely <laughs> amazing. That it's place is fantastic. Yeah, the people who run it are incredible. I will plug them in any venue I possibly can. They're amazing. You know the way you walk into a bookstore normally and it's just like all kind of like the obvious bestsellers at the front. You walk into this place and it's curated from the second you walk in. Mm-hmm. You know you're getting a, a very special selection of books kind of like pointed towards you as you walk in. And yeah. like the further in you go, like the more special it gets. You just, you just there's so many gems in there. Mm. Uh, shout out to Crow Books. Crow Books. Um, Big Park potential sponsor of the podcast <laughs> that reminds me of <laughs> love you at crow books in where? Uh, east vic park east vic yep. park. on albany highway if not albany we, is, we might sponsor them that's the other option like, oh, they are, we were going to sponsor um, yeah evernote 
Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, <laughs> it's all on the table. Call us. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted that. I just wanted to get that in. Um, but what was your question to Sean? I'm sure, sure he was just about to say something. I don't know. But um, I was I was talking about all the books you've done. Okay, first of all, tell us, how have you started out with writing books? What What got you going? Why do you do it? It's not easy. It takes a lot of time. You've got a day. You've got a day job. Like, what's what's the deal? Do I do I what have a day job? <laughs> um, there's nothing quite like being a mid level public sector bureaucrat. Um, <laughs> I, look, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I remember. That probably would surprise nobody. And I got to about twenty seven. And it wasn't happening. And I went, you know what sucks about making film? Needing all those other people, you know, that you need to produce something. So why don't I just try and write a book? So I did. And look, the reaction to the first book was mixed, to say the least. I know some people have described it as their favourite book they read that year. And other people have informed my father that the content was so shocking they couldn't finish it. Um, <laughs> they went to your father. That's great. They're like, they didn't tell you. They were like, I need to go to the source <laughs> of the father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gave birth to this. Yeah. It is yeah. your fo- fault. Yeah. Something went um, wrong. I just want to know that in the, in the raising of this child, something went horribly wrong. And you, I don't know if it can be fixed, but... <laughs> Um, and after that, I, I tried writing a couple of books and they came out wrong, like quite, quite wrong. They just fell apart during the process of making them. And then I managed to salvage them and kind of went, I'm going to do this for a while. And I wrote a series of books and then I retired and for some reason decided to do it again. Look, I don't enjoy writing. It's something I feel compelled to do. Like my brain won't shut up if I don't get it down on the page, which is why I'm able to do something like on my sub Substack, write a book as well as other articles about, you know, whether it be my most recent stuff, which probably means I'll never be allowed back into the States or, <laughs> um, you know, the earlier work where my central thesis was that you shouldn't listen to authors because they have nothing of interest to say. Oh, is that does that Ooh. is that where the author is dumb comes from? Yeah, we we spoke in the last episode about Roland Barthes and the author, <laughs> death of the author, and yep. I assume that your you know moniker comes from that. Yeah, very much so. Like, I don't I don't think the author is dead per se. I think the intent of an author is important, but is not the critical element in forming the text of a book. Mm. I'll give you a perfect example, right? We'll, we'll talk movies Thank for you. a second, right? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. need to talk movies for Alex to yeah. understand. Yeah. Put it into movie pictures format for me just to... <laughs> no, can you storyboard it, <laughs> can you Can you can you draw it for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder. Oh, great. You're going right. to do it. He's going to do it. Now I'm going to So Zack Snyder believes that this is some film about female empowerment and it's like some feminist 
epic that he's made, when in actual fact, it is almost the exact opposite of that. And it is a film about the male gaze and how terrible it is. And that isn't just through characters in the film, but the film itself and how it how it treats its female characters. Like it is a it is a reprehensible film. It I kind of love it for just how bonkers it is, but it is it is awful. And yet <laughs> Zack Snyder, the author of that text, believes that it's about female empowerment. Mm. So it's not what an author believes about their work doesn't create meaning within a work. It's this Venn diagram. There, yeah, you're happy? I'm drawing things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. The Venn diagram between the author's intent and what the reader brings to a work. So it's not that the author is dead because the author's intent still matters. It just doesn't matter as much as people think it does. Yeah. So me telling you what my work means isn't entirely meaningless, but it's not how meaning is derived from that work. Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. So the cool. author, the author yeah. is still alive, but just speechless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I mean, misinformed sometimes, or just you know, or just author, just kind of irrelevant. In not not irrelevant, but ultimately they have a they have a view, they present it, but the rest of us can work out what it means. Yep. The author is almost irrelevant, but not entirely irrelevant. Yes. Okay. The author is dumb. Okay, <laughs> the author stuff. That's a simpler way to yeah. say. It. The yeah. the author thinks they know what they're saying, but they don't. Yeah. yeah. So, um, suggestion to the audience, um, to search, go to Substack and search for the author is dumb. Yes. Yep. And you will find Sean. Yep. So much stuff. So much content in there. Thank you. Yeah, and it ranges from it ranges from advice on writing to um political thoughts about ukraine to uh what else what else is in there um recently because i've been a bit time poor i've been doing odds and ends type things where i've been railing against children's television because i will whoa it's the maestro no <laughs> no it was siri on my it's siri on, his on phone, my on his... my <laughs> I, what it called? i watch yeah what do they call it Just apple, apple watch, watch. Yeah. apple watch iWatch sounds better. Yeah, it does. What um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been railing against children's TV and talking about albums I'm listening to. And I've actually been talking about a, lot, a fair bit of TV I've been watching as of late because mm. I seem for some reason to be fitting in more TV than films recently. I think I saw a post of yours like railing against current day Wiggles versus original wiggles it's it's not even just original wiggles even up to the emma era wiggles that's fine they were a band that's what they do they play instruments and sing songs and now they're just talentless hacks like i literally just shout at the tv while my kids are watching wow. it's a wiggles cinematic universe <laughs> well look i mean when you when you roll deep on kids TV, you just end up thinking about it far far too much. My eldest daughter loves this show called Butterbeans Cafe, which is about a fairy and her friends who run a cafe. Right, the show is is garbage, but because I've watched it so much, 
I've realized that there's some real contraventions of child labor laws at play. Like <laughs> these are children fairies. Like none of them would be in their teen years. Like they are kids. <laughs> and yet for no pay, they're friend is making them work in her cafe well that's interesting yeah yeah i like that that sounds wrong yeah it is <laughs> that's great that's great um you know so okay so i have an, an, an admission to make um i spoke was speaking to you earlier in the year i would you say were. february maybe Late and january. yet at the time you didn't tell me you were doing a podcast True. That's that's true. Look, to be there's some trust issues here. But still going. <laughs> in our defence, we weren't telling anybody about the podcast by that at, the, yeah. at that point. Did um, I'm going to test. Yeah, because we had we. It took us a while. It took us about two years to tell to anybody. Well, we we were we were crappy, and still are. And then we suddenly <laughs> we hadn't evolved from being crappy, and then we but suddenly we said we need to tell some tell some people. It's getting and weird we, now. We did. Yeah. We we thought it was weird, mm. so we told people, but yeah, we hadn't upped our game. So we're still we're still in this period where now we have listeners, but we're still not professional. <laughs> that's that's going to go for a long time. Uh, so but so anyway, I, I was talking to you earlier in the year and saying I'm going to start reading. Yes, Lunch Eater. Lunch Eater. And then I didn't for ages and ages and ages, just because mm-hmm. I just because just because I have no good excuse. But I I started recently and i'm a third of the way through i haven't finished it i'm only a third of the way through but can i say in this first third um i'm enjoying it chapter 10 is fucking great it's great just just uh when you get to it it just it sort of throws a curveball in the whole thing the whole world flips upside yep. down it's great um and everything up to that is so reminiscent of my experience in the public service sector whatever mm-hmm. um, that it was giving me it was making me uncomfortable i was like good i know all these good. people and it's gross and i'm freaking out a little bit um so yeah i i i just that's cool to to take me back to that world um and all of those characters i'm looking forward to where it's going to go and i've still got i've still got a ways to go so Can yeah look something before sean and gets a chance to speak um, this is from Lunch Eater. Okay, in the early stages, before uh, before you need to be a paid subscriber, which mm-hmm. you will be, but, uh, but this is before the paywall comes in. Mm-hmm. A wise man once said that if you sit down at a card table and can't spit the fish, no, no spot the spot. fish, <laughs> spot the fish in the first two hands, that you are the fish. I love that line and then there's there's the the comment that you're either if you're in the public service you're either a coward or a sociopath yeah beautiful because it's so true yeah that is true it is that is true good so true i'm not sure my my intervention was worthwhile there but i I love those lines please i used to watch people in just sit at their desk all day and just click at things just click at stuff and do nothing Mm. and then i would watch other people just like the sociopaths running around bullying everybody mm. and both those uh, you know it seems to be one or the other it's like people that are afraid to do anything or it's people that are bullying throwing their weight around and you get them in the same environment and it's it's, it's bizarre 
I'm going to put a disclaimer here just in yeah. case anybody from my work <laughs> yeah. is listening to this. You're talking about uh, a different office. You are a fantastic group of public servants. <laughs> love working with you. Oh, Our okay. comments do not relate to you in the slightest. What, um, what, what you can say is you, listener, I'm not talking about you. You're great. It's the other guys. So yeah, people. yeah, exactly. Don't look to your left, you know look to are. your right. Those are the guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a work of fiction. Yeah, it's a work of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I have found that public servants are the ones who are responding the best to it. They get it. So far. Yeah. Like a lot of non-public servants say to me, oh, it reminds me of Utopia. And I'm like, yeah, well, Utopia is pretty accurate to the public service, but public servants just kind of sit there and go, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, but the trouble is <laughs> yeah. that, that they all think they can spot the fish. <laughs> of course. As of course we, all, we all think, we don't, none of us Everybody think we're the, thinks that. None of us think we're the fish. No, I'm definitely a shark. Yeah. I look around the office, I'm, I am the shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what I really love, I just love the concept as a, a try-hard writer myself, I love the concept that you're balancing, A, all the um, the normal content that you do, like the writing advice and blah, 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 and the talking about our podcast and all that sort of crap <laughs> with your own creative in, endeavour and the fact of doing that serialised, I think we discussed it. I, I, I was, I've been um, reading The Turn of the Screw in mirroring the serialised version of it. All right, cool. And how that was, you know, in the with the Dickens era and um, the Henry James era. Um, that's what they did. Mm. Such a such a fun way to write, and to yeah. do that in a in a natural way, unedited, really, and just putting it out there, just in really inspired me. And I just oh. want to do it. I want to do it Thanks, myself. Man. Yeah, and I, I just think it's great. And and what I've read is awesome. As well, Cheers. So I just think you're the best. No, <laughs> I should have started with that. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, yeah. that's good. We would have retained listeners if you hadn't started with that. <laughs> you think so? No, no. no, but I do because it, it. Like I can. We do this podcast and we talk crap about film, which is equivalent <laughs> to what you do in your yeah in your blog. Um, but I, I I haven't mastered doing that alongside actually being creative as well. Why? Well, what I found, because I didn't know how it was gonna, how it was gonna work. I didn't know if like I'd keep at it for like two weeks and then it would all just fall apart and I'd walk away from it, or I'd just churn out trash for a few months and then be like, oh wow, that wasn't the book I should have written. Mm. But doing it that way, almost in front of an audience, I found kept me honest. It kept me pushing myself to put it out. It meant that when I wasn't writing, I was, you know, when you're writing, you do that kind of drafting in your head thing. Like I was doing that more often than I usually would so yeah. that what I put in front of people, I'd be okay with them seeing, even even knowing that, okay, it's a first draft and I'll probably go back and cut into it. That, you know, people wouldn't look at it and go, why, why would I pay for your substack? <laughs> yeah you know that's that's interesting that you mentioned you draft in your head because one of the things that i wish i could do is that and i know a lot of writers talk about that like that they've got you kind of figured out in their head mm -hmm. 
I do it to a degree, but then I'm, but then I think my brain is just either I'm just too lazy or my brain is too distracted. Cause when I, when I'm walking around doing my day to day, I'm not, I'm never on task. You know, I'm never like, Oh, you know, when I go sit down later, I really got to sort that out. Maybe the occasional idea will pop in, 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 into my head. Um, but generally I have to be, it's almost like I have to be there at the computer, turn it on and then go, okay, what am I doing next? All right, let's sort that problem out. I wish I could just be sorting it out in my day to day. It'd make life easier. I think. See, I wonder if, if I was more like you, whether what would come out would be better. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I feel like sometimes in my head it gets to a point where it's perfect. And then when I go to transfer that onto the page, I've thought about it so often and through so much of what I want to write that I trip over sections and I miss out things that, you know, and they just kind of wither and disappear into my head never to see the light of the page. Mm, interesting. Well, we'll never know the answer to that. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Um, who are your literary heroes? Um, Joyce, Pinchon, uh, Umberto Echo, Phil K. Dick, early Chuck Paulinock. That makes that all makes some sense. Mm. Red. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Martin Amos guy, and I know he was oh cool by by Joyce mm-hmm. very much. Um, yeah, and Martin Amos's stuff is cool. Yeah, you've got a little flavor of that somewhere. It's, well, it's, thank you. It's a thank you, kind. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's 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 a little bit, but the the way you introduce the characters and you know give them their own little comic sort of bent mm-hmm. that's memorable. Um, Again, I'm only, I'm only two or three. I'm, I'm the poor man's, I'm the poor man's version of into the novel. Like whatever I can get into it without paying anything. Sure, um, <laughs> but I have good intentions. Oh yeah. <laughs> but even from that, I can see you know um, the building of character you've done really quickly in the first two or three. So if anyone's listening, you can you can really get a sense of what's to come quickly. Yeah, that that was my hope is that people would be able to get enough of a taste before I put the uh, the gates up, as it were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, you 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 um you got the timing on that perfect. Oh, cheers. Yeah, that's good. Cheers. Yeah. So, what happens next? Are you because obviously you've you've done this one one chapter at a time. You've said up front, you know, it's going to be a bit raw. It's going to be as it comes out. Um, editing publishing what's 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 next so i've you know i've had a few months to kind of think through the next steps i do want to do an edit on it but the book is actually surprisingly close to what i want it to be now Mm. i think i there's a character or two that i need to um maybe overhaul and i i often have this thing where i find Rather than needing to pare back, I need to add things in. So there's a couple of things there. You know, a bit of tightening around some stuff. Um, So there's not a massive amount. And then I'll just push it out to people. Every subscriber is going to get a copy of the finished work as an ebook, And they'll also get a copy of what I'm calling Lunch Eater Raw, 
just kind of this first draft that exists on the Substack, uh, interspliced with some commentary that I'm working on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that will have appeared on the Substack. Some of it will be new for the uh, the collected version. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then then I'm going to write a book about a pizza delivery driver who's fighting a samurai battle against a Domino's. I think. Wait a second. How is that 30 minutes or less? Nah. Do you know what? That yeah. film is really bad. Yeah, it is really bad. <laughs> who did that? We, we we talked about that on a podcast. I can't remember who who directed that. Oh God. I do you know what? I, of, um... I I would legit have to fact check. I could tell you who was in it, but who made it, I don't know. It's what's his name from um social network. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. And Jesse I think, Eisenberg. Um, oh, yeah, I never saw that. I never saw that. Danny, what's his face is in it as well. Yeah, I saw it as as research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it because my girlfriend at the time wanted to watch it, and I went, "Oh, I like the people who were in it." And then halfway through, I went, "Oh, we've made a huge mistake." Yeah, <laughs> that was a mistake. Sean, have you got any uh, any unproduced screenplays that you just have lying around for years? <laughs> God no! What are you are you trying to buy something off me? I'm just checking. Just checking. <laughs> just curious. How many? Uh, in the, how many in the drawer you got? Uh, none, or none. half, or one and a half, or three quarters. Okay. That's um, okay. I I tried chipping away at this superhero film for like a decade, and I could never nut it out. And I think I remember you pitching this to me. Yeah. Was it going to star Matt Damon at some point? Was that like the, you know, Probably. like I think it could have Matt Damon in it. Yeah. How, how could you use you know Matt Damon now after after his appearance in Thor? Like, I don't think, like, he's unusable now. He's been done. <laughs> well, this is true. He's been in superhero films. That's it. Um, He would have worked in it too. Christian Bale probably would have worked in it also. Not anymore. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah, no, look, I, I think I spent so much time trying to work that screenplay to life that I just never ended up with ended up being one of those failed filmmakers who's like, Oh yeah, I've got all these scripts sitting in a drawer waiting to be produced. If only the right producer would see the genius in them. Like, no, <laughs> like the absolute the last draft I did on that superhero film years ago it was just an absolute mess. Like anybody coming to it today would just be like, okay, yep, this was written by a crazy person. So <laughs> nothing to see here. Uh, <laughs> and yet, and yet the books, the books have come out of you. Many of somehow. them. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. What do you think's harder? I mean, not that you can really, they're different, but do you know what I like about film is it's it's storytelling theory stripped to its absolute metal. Mm. Like that's why Thor Love and Thunder doesn't work is because they lost sight of the fact that when it comes to film, you strip back everything that isn't critical to getting to the finish line. Mm. And I kind of love that. But at the same time, I love the freedom to like spend 50, 100 pages going on this weird tangent in a novel, which you could never do on the screen. And if you tried to do on the screen, one of two things is going to happen. Either it gets made and nobody watches it or it never gets made. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so similar to the combo we had with Mark Barry, yeah. isn't it, who 
uh, works in a agency and works with people all the time and then just loves to be able to do something by himself. And that's mm-hmm. what you can do in writing a novel is just can be completely in control of it and, you know, um, just, just completely own it, which you've done. Yeah. I mean, there there's an element of collaboration in filmmaking that sometimes I kind of existed for novelists, mm. you know, that things becoming the greater of the, than the sum of their parts through that combined effort, which, you know, just the very nature of being a novelist means you don't get that. But you get, but the control. You you get to be in control. Yeah, of course, of I'm course. Really. I get to call the shots. There's nobody arguing with me. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. That <laughs> is nice. And and also just because you know I'm going through this, um, the process of working, and you've read an early draft of Locked In, like a really early draft. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. I have it's talked about it on the author is dumb. Yeah, you did. And, yep. and I knew exactly what you were talking about. And I was reading it. I was like, okay, you know, I, and I, and I can remember, I can remember that draft. I remember the way it went off the rails. I knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like even now, what am I? Uh, I'm now working on the eighth draft of this thing. Wow. It's gone, it's gone through, you know, different hands along the way, lots of different notes. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's this battle of doing what, making the film that you set out to make, but you're also working with a team and Mm -hmm. they have to feel confident with this material that they can sell it and that that it's going to be a good film. And so there's all these like, you know, kind of negotiating that needs to happen at the same time as making the film that you want to make and not losing sight of what you set out to do. Mm process i mean that there's an intensity to kind of that that can be really really rewarding Mm. that you know as much as i love having control and not having to like you know somebody suggesting something and me shouting them down yeah you know i there are times that i would long for that absolutely long for it Mm. yeah it's different isn't it yeah Uh, but also i would love to read an updated draft of that i would love to see where you took that See where it's gone. So yeah. It's changed a lot since then. So would I. Yeah. Has, has Sean read an earlier version than I have? The, the, the like earliest. Draft one or. Yeah. I think it was draft one. I think, I think. Yeah, I think I so think too. Sean crumps yeah. me on every, every <laughs> of friendship. Um, you just go way back. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and there's, there's, other, there's other drafts of other things that he's read before <laughs> that as well. Mm. I think. Yeah. I, I've got a question about. <laughs> I, I I want to know about your pros, your writing process, oh. and I know there's a difference between what I've heard referred to as a plotter versus a pantser. pantser. Yeah, and a pantser being by the seats by the seat of your pantser. You you, mm-hmm. you wrote about this in uh, in. This this one of your oh articles. I, I haven't read that article. Yeah. yeah okay. Read, it's it's I've a read good several. one. But but from reading just the first bits of the um, your serialized novel, mm-hmm. it feels that you may you may think otherwise, but it feels fairly developed to me. Like it, it 
it's pretty pretty sound. You may not think so, but I, I think okay, he's he's thought about this, so it sounds. You're saying it's plotted. Uh, yeah, it feels plotted. Yeah. Okay, so it, um, it's interesting that you say that because it is, which is quite a change for me because usually I know the start point, the end point, and maybe the midpoint, mm. and then I just go hell for leather, mm. and I just see what comes out. Yeah. But this, because I was going to be writing it in front of people and in, in that serialized fashion, I was just kind of like, Let's let's be smart about this. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, nobody's going to tune in if for six weeks you're writing about something that has nothing to do with anything else in the book. So I did sit down and nutted that out pretty, pretty comprehensively. I did find when I got into the second act, though, that I kept sort of pushing back plot points. I could open up my working document and go, oh, that's where I'm up to. Yeah, that can't happen yet. So let's bump that down. And that happened for probably about six or seven chapters. I want Just, to talk about other stuff. Yeah. You had things yeah, to exactly. fill in. You knew you needed more before you moved to that next point. Yep, precisely. That's fair. Yeah, but usually yeah. my process is just do I know who the main character is? Do I know where this ends up? Mm. Cool, let's go. Yeah. Like, And then I just start bashing away. I would love to do that with a script sometime. I've never done that. No, don't yeah. do it. You'll end up with 20 drafts of a weird superhero film, which you'll never end up finishing. <laughs> okay, great. 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, if you know your main character is Matt Damon and is a superhero and you know how it ends, that sounds like gold to me already, right? There's, there's so much gold in there. Already, actually. yeah, it just ended up going to weird places. Yeah, it really did. I tried to play with that whole because one of the weird things about superheroes that that like mainstream superhero movies and comic books never seems to deal with is aren't these essentially gods and what does that mean mm. and how how does that change the world around us and our belief system if we have gods walking amongst us, you know? And in actual fact, the I think the most interesting read of Love and Thunder is something along those lines. It's just it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of that movie. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, because you're right. All the people, it's funny. It's 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 always like, yeah, we've got to save humanity or we've got to save yeah. the universe. We've got to save a planet or whatever it is. And there's no, you never dive down into that planet to see what mm-hmm. people are thinking about all of this yeah. chaos. It's almost like the opposite of, it's the opposite of like deep impact or something where, you know, a disaster is coming and you're focusing on a family and yeah. how they're dealing with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It completely negates any relevance. Yeah. To the mm. whole thing. Yeah. The gods are like fucking the world up all around us. And, uh, you know, it's all going to hell. That's an interesting. That's an interesting angle. I kind of want to know what mm. what an everyday families in in New York in the middle of the Avengers is thinking. You know, we'll <laughs> never little... know. Marvel will never let us know. Actually, <laughs> the start of what was the Spider Man Homecoming? The start of that film, if that has the potential to move in that direction and be that film, it's just Marvel will never make that film. Yeah, like, yeah, they don't care for it. It's too contained. It's too human. Hmm. 
it, it's it's getting into human drama stuff that they're not as interested in. Uh, yeah, not on that. Well, side. and they wouldn't sell tickets to it. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, like, they know their audience. But just the Spider-Man fran- the franchise, frankly, like is a lot more compelling than some of this other stuff we've been dealing mm. with, isn't it? Like, yeah, because you've got a real boy <laughs> he's, he's also a I'm superhero a real boy he's a real he's a real pinocchio with, his, with yeah. his own life and a you know a, a hot girlfriend and i'm invested in that but yeah but sony's earning the money from that aren't they rather than uh marvel is that a Sony uh, thing? i i think at the moment it's still a joint holding on the property and then eventually marvel will fully take it back because yeah. of course Marvel sold off the rights to that to Sony because they were going by bankrupt in the nineties. Uh, that but was? that's where yeah. the interest is for me. Not in all mm. this Eternals, Strange, Thor stuff. Oh, the Eternals is such like shit. if they just, <laughs> if they just stick with if they just stick with um, Peter Parker and the occasional um, Strange, you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff. Then I'll be happy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and maybe we, a crossover with DC, with you know Spider Man and Batman. That'd be no, no, sorry, Superman and Batman. That'd be good. Just no, no uh, Godot. <laughs> <laughs> well, too many things. Too many too things many at things. once. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. just um, too many conversations. In, and and we've we've gone back sense. to Marvel. We've we've already killed Marvel. We need yeah, to. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We have. What is so okay? You you alluded to a new book, uh, not alluded, you just started talking about a new book, and then I did, I started pitching it to you guys to see what your reaction would be. I need to go back to the new book again, so um, pitch it to me again because I was was intrigued. Can I give a little bit more detail this time? Okay, so he's a delivery driver that works for a pizza shop called Pizza Ronin, right? And his pizza shop does battles with other pizza shops as if it was feudal Japan, wow. but it's not. Oh, it's wow. the modern age and they deliver pizza in 30 minutes or less. Is this kind of like a Scott Pilgrim kind of vibe that we're talking about here or? Sounds like Stranger Things. Oh, shit. Yes. Scott Pilgrim's already freaking done this. Okay. Oh. Uh, new idea. New idea. We've cracked his idea. No, no, no that's not fair. <laughs> It's just the more more the tone is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, actually, it, it's an interesting thing to talk about because I, I guess you guys would both think I'm a comedic writer to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on the surface. Yeah. See, this is the thing. I don't. I find doing comedy quite easily because the way I do it is I just play everything as straight as possible, mm. and for some people that makes them laugh and I go, oh, I'm actually quite good at making people laugh. Excellent. But I, I, I don't suspect that that's your point. I think that's just a way in. I, I don't think it's something I'm necessarily trying for mm. in the first place. Um, if, that's, if that's what gets people in the door, then pff, fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's one guy I used to work with who thought I was an absolute riot on the page and I was like, oh, I was... I was trying to be quite serious and dramatic. Okay, (laughs) sure. (laughs) If it sells me books, I'm fine with it. Um, Yeah, so look, it would probably be the same sort of thing. So you would have 
what some people would find quite a comedic tone in it while I was trying to tell a serious story about a guy delivering pizza with a samurai sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, that is a serious story and we should we should give it the, you know, the yeah, the gravity, the gravity that, yeah. that it deserves. Totally. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Because I clearly am as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think what I what I like about what I've seen of your stuff, and this this includes both the fiction and all the bloody narrative, <laughs> the the talking about stuff stuff. Um, <laughs> is you know is that you work on the sentence level, you know, and you you construct a a good sentence, and oh. not all storytellers do that. Some people will you know uh be interested in the story but each sentence is not that important but each of your sentences has its own rhythm and mm. and uh gravity even if it's a comedic thing it's been thought through so that's mm-hmm. what makes me think that you're whether you're a plotter or a plant or a pantser you think about things and that's what enables mm-hmm. you to write a chapter and Put it out to the universe because you've actually thought quite clearly about each sentence and you're happy enough with with how it sounds oh sure mm-hmm. i think what also helps and this is a weird thing that ha- started happening in kind of late high school to me was i i find that the way i write is actually the way i talk mm-hmm. wow so it's quite easy for me to get those sentences down in that way and have the kind of the rhythm in them because that's how I would just say that sentence naturally. Yeah. Well, that's good. It, it is helpful. Well, that's, that's, if, you ever have to, if you ever have to edit yourself in a podcast, for instance, and you realize how long you say, yeah, I mean, how often you say like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, cool. You know, and all that sort of crap. That's just filler that means nothing. You, you um, say yeah. that stuff all the mm. time. I say it all the time. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mm. say a lot of other things that we edit out such as such as this will that will never this few seconds will never make it in oh no this should definitely be in i'm yeah. so agreeable that i have to i have to agree with everybody you are too agreeable every time you are. i do i just do like you make you can make a point about anything and i'll go yeah yeah absolutely uh-huh. yeah absolutely right. all right uh, and then i might even say yeah no i don't think so no <laughs> you know but but my first instinct is to say yes you know yeah so no, it's there a good go. trait as a human. You know, it makes him a good bloke. To be agreeable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. 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 Sometimes you got to say. That's cutting. That's sometimes something. you got to say no. That's no. something that only a grade two friend could say. Someone has known me for a very long time. <laughs> a very long time. We're freaking old, man. Yeah. Too old. Well. On that note, <laughs> I think that's that's two and a half hours. That's yeah. all, that's bordering on ridiculous. Jesus, Even that's huge, guys. Content, I think that's ridiculous. We have killed it. Yeah. Anything we need it. to cool. sort of round out with, um, you know, Sean stuff? No, I don't think so. I think uh, cool. I think we should any say other, thank you plugs? so much, my friend, for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This this has been so much fun. This is yeah. this is great. Literally, awesome. seriously, anytime you want to have me back, let me know. We will. We will. I'm sure we will in the yeah. uh, in the coming. And it won't just be for, for for Marvel films. Oh, thank God. Well, if it's for Marvel films, you may be waiting a while. 
because I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm <laughs> ready. Watching I'm not sure I'm ready for one. No, we're, we're about to go on a uh, deep dive of Melbourne International Film Festival next. Yeah, so that cool. so. that will be a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, mm. we'll see what happens. We're going to make them short because we're seeing a lot of films in a short period of time. So that awesome. Got episodes. Well, on that note, let's let's cut this. Yep. And quit while we're maybe ahead. And thank you, Sean. Awesome. Thanks, you. guys. Sean, yeah, you too, Kim. This was great. Yeah. Oh, also, Alex, my folks say hi. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I haven't seen your folks for ever. It's been a long time. I don't know how long it's been. It, At least 15 years. Clearly. At least clearly 20 years. Probably yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> easily. If, if not more. Yeah. If not more, I can't. It's crazy. Think in those those terms <laughs> too much. Anyway, last year, <laughs> check out the author is dumb. Substack, um, all good bookstores, etc. Especially in Perth. Um, I say especially, especially, especially. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna steal that. Especially, I don't. Especially, make one of your characters say yeah, especially. Yeah. especially. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, ya. Right. See ya. See ya.